Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Pod, the University Sports Podcast. I am your host, Ian Asabo, and with me today, I bring along three lovely gentlemen on set. I'll introduce them in a minute, but first of all, I would just like to say thank you for those who have listened to the two previous episodes. This is our third episode, and we keep on going as we try and establish a culture in terms of sports. So, I am joined by Ilungule Emma, um, Andrew Avoga, and Matt Isaac. Gentlemen, you're welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure having you all and this episode is mainly focused on dissecting what has been an amazing round one of fixtures in Qatar for the 2022 World Cup. So before I go anywhere, I'd just like to ask you how has experience been so far watching the games? Yeah, um, the World Cup. The World Cup is, I think, my favorite thing in sports. Uh, it gives us so many, so many interesting, unforgettable memories and moments. And uh, I think from round one, I already have some of those and I just can't wait what is coming next. Okay. Yes, Andrew, how has been your experience watching this game so far? It has been a good and bad one. Of course. Yeah. Teams you expect to win and they don't win, like opening day. Yeah. I'm actually rooting for Messi's Argentina. Yeah. But of course, they were disappointed by the Arab guys, Saudi Arabia. And also, the Africans trying very hard, but again, failing out. Yeah, we'll come yeah. to that. We'll come to that in a minute. So, uh, Matt, Matt, how has your how <laughs> been experience so far? Yeah, thank you, Ian. And my previous panelists, Emma and Andrew. But for me, I've gotten a lot of surprises. Like, I've been surprised by the teams that that were undermined at first. You see Saudi Arabia, Japan, Canada, even Brazil's match. Brazil won, but at least you saw these guys just never had chance or their forward was bland. But at least they tried in the first half to contain these skilled players of Brazil. So this World Cup is surprising me, yeah. but I'm not getting that. I don't have that zeal that I saw in 2010, yeah. that zeal that the, our senior panelists talk about in Italia 90. I'm not seeing it. Maybe because uh, you could find the fact that but now the level of football or the money that's being put in the game is, is quite a lot for many of these nations. So that's why you find that the level is, is now kind of, you know, almost the same. Now you have teams like uh, Saudi Arabia, how much money they put into <laughs> To their game. So anyway, we'll come to that. But uh, let's start with the African teams. Uh, yesterday, we were able to see uh, Ghana. It looks like quite the match of the tournament. Five goals in the second half. This, I wouldn't call it a surprising thing, but anyways, it's, you could call it the same as Russia, where African teams really struggled in the tournament. Uh, Emma, do you think? Why? What do you think has gone wrong this first round in terms of uh, African teams being able to, to win a game so far? Um, I'll, I'll start on that point of Ghana. Ghana should have won that game. If we are being honest, <laughs> yeah, because that penalty, <clears throat> that penalty, according to me, wasn't a penalty, and I don't know why VAR didn't check it. Yeah, it's that is the standard procedure. Well, did you think it's uh, it was a clear and obvious? It wasn't a clear and obvious error. It was a clear and obvious error because we also, if we also that 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 what that the guy touched the ball. And then the guy, what this guy just fell because you know Ronaldo, we know Ronaldo is dead. So, <clears throat> first of all, when we speak about Ghana, I was really impressed. I almost, in fact, yesterday I almost lost my voice yeah. watching that game. I was very impressed with Ghana, and uh, truth be told, going into AFCON, uh, yeah. sorry, World Cup, yeah. uh, Ghana was the team I, I, had, I had ranked least to have an impact among African teams, but I was very shocked and surprised by them. And uh, the coach should stop substituting Kudus. Yeah. At least if he gets to hear this podcast, <laughs> let Kudus play every game. So, uh, on Ghana, <coughs> I think they're on the right track. They just need to be a bit more clinical. 
going forward. Uh, striker. We saw Inaki Williams with that chance later on. He slipped, and these guys failed to get us that goal. And then uh, when we look at uh, <coughs> when we look at uh, Senegal, Senegal is really missing Sadio Mane. I think it was very clear in that game uh, played against uh, the game there first. Netherlands. Netherlands, Netherlands, yes, because Netherlands is a very powerful team. But we saw how Senegal was giving them pressure until maybe those last minutes when they lost uh, due to certain errors by certain key players. Um, <coughs> When we look at Morocco, when we look at Morocco, uh, Morocco is good. Morocco is good. They play as a team. And I think, actually, let, let me talk about Africa in general. When we look at Morocco and Tunisia, their leagues are very standard. Yeah. And the players, many of their players on their, on their national teams are from what? From their from home their, leagues. Yeah. And they play at a professional level. You can really see that these guys understand tactical foot. So, uh, summing it all up, <coughs> African teams need to... African teams are not doing badly, according to me. Yeah. And uh, just a little bit more in the other games. And I, I'm sure we shall have at least two or three African teams in the round of 16. All right. So, Andrew, uh, he talked about Ghana. Ghana have, actually, he was quite surprised. Ghana have the youngest squad in the tournament, as well as being the lowest-ranked team in the tournament. Were you impressed by the way they were able to play yesterday? Because I was very impressed. Ghana Ghana did something. Of course, you may say it's Portugal, because yeah. they are not the best European team, but at least Ghana proved something. It did better than the Senegal. We were all expecting to do something, mm-hmm. even though they are lacking the Sadio Mane. But yeah, Ghana did well. Kudos, the Ajax boy. The way he created the chance for Andrea Yu, it was just, yeah. it was just super class. Okay, it was rare to see that in Africa. Yeah. So I believe yeah, that yeah, it was a young squad, but it performed well. Of course, we shall always be annoyed of the Ronaldo penalty. But it seems you're all trying to call him diver. You try to call Ronaldo a diver here, based on what you're trying to say. Is do you confirm that that Ronaldo did actually dive for that penalty? Maybe a touch. According to me, he dived. But yeah. the ball was hit faster. <laughs> Emma, you say he died. He died. Well, he couldn't have that. Yeah. Maybe he was actually hit and took advantage of that situation. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a knee to knee hitting. He died. Otherwise, but the ball was tapped. <laughs> that is it. Uh, Isaac, what's, what's your opinion? Did he dive? Did what, what happened there? I, that's why I've been here smiling. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why sir, these days people have forgotten the real Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. And people are forgetting what they call brilliant prayer. Cristiano Ronaldo be it that now is now an old man. But you can you you don't, don't I don't want people to chase him away from the the 10 best brilliant players the world has ever seen. You see any brilliant player if you touch him all her let me even put in the ladies all her in the box the brilliant player will fall. If it's Messi, Neymar, if it's Vinicius so are you encouraging diving in football? No, no I don't encourage it but th- that wasn't even a dive. If you watch <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, your other panelists here say yeah. something else. <laughs> you know, every person sees something from their perspective. But from, from my perspective, I think a defender, you have to know that now this player who is coming, at any at any moment, Cristiano Ronaldo will fall. So don't allow him to use that chance. Don't touch him. Don't do anything to him. You just leave him and then he shows. But man, what could he really have done in that situation? The guy <laughs> went for the ball, he got the ball. He, no, then this guy fell down. The defender would have dived and then he sweeps the ball away. Ah, that's, it, of, that's even worse. If, if, yeah, that again would have been a card. Yeah, really but for my for my sake, Ronaldo never died. Never died. It was a true penalty. And if it was Messi, these guys wouldn't have said that he, that Messi died. Uh, uh, Messi it is, doesn't it die. is quite intriguing how <laughs> the conversation always comes back to but, Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> everything, everything, it always has yeah. to come back to those two. Anyways, uh, uh, speaking about African teams, I'm looking at the fixtures here and uh, Morocco have Belgium next. Uh, how do you think they will perform against a Belgian outfit that Canada gave a 
run for their money during that game. Andrew, do you have something to say with that? How do you think Morocco will perform against Belgium? The game is on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah. Um, of course, we, we watch the Canada-Belgium game. Yeah. This Also, Canada is one of the most adabied North American teams. We haven't surprised it qualified. Yeah. Yeah. So, it actually did well against Belgium. And Belgium, we can see the squad now. It's just... It's just a few names remaining in the squad. We talk about Hazard, maybe Lukaku, De Bruyne, then maybe their goalkeeper. But most of the squad, we're looking at we're looking at the the old day. Okay, maybe the past. But they good do players. have a new generation. Uh, Tillemans, look at Trossard. Don't you think they will have uh, a little bit of a say in the tournament? Well, Andrew Nana, so man from Everton. Yeah, well, we could consider those players, but we can't we can't consider that squad that yeah. used to top world football when they were ranked the best team in the world. Yeah. The past World Cup, they just where they reached, I think, the semis. So you can't compare the two squads. And for this very hungry Morocco side that proved itself against Denmark, right? Yeah. They did not win the game, but you could see their gameplay. And they have their key good players up front. They have the ZH guy. So I believe Morocco can actually manage this game. It's just that we may be taken away by the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Belgium may have the more experience, but Morocco will bring a good game. So you're going with Belgian win? Yeah, I think I'll go with the Belgian win. Isaac, mm-hmm. Cameroon play Serbia. You saw how Serbia was able to, you know, hold Brazil for all that time yesterday. And Cameroon didn't play that bad as well. They actually played a really good game. But I think it was just their finishing that, that uh, took, took yeah. the game away from them when they're playing Switzerland. So do you think Cameroon has a good chance of beating Serbia in their mm-hmm. next game? And by the way, Ian, before even we, I answer your question of Cameroon, like uh, on Andrew's issue of uh, Morocco and uh, and Perugia, Perugia has old lions. Mm. Yeah, those guys. Now you imagine the brainer. Current now is the star of the team. Leave out Hazard. Hazard has not proven us for the last two years. But for Ber- for the brainer, he has imagined from Premier League, then Champions League. He has been in the Premier League this season and even is coming back. So he has he has played a lot of matches, and I don't think that he's going to give all what he can in the World Cup because he has to come back and praise Champions League. So I think Morocco has a way, and has, if the coach is very much wise, he can get a win from the region. But coming back to Cameroon. I wonder. Cameroon, Cameroon, amongst the countries in Africa, Cameroon, Cameroon, Cameroon's prayers indeed. Some of, most of them are in Europe. But uh-uh. even this captain recent up back, there is, you saw there is a guy who is 24 years. But when you look at this guy, indeed it's like that. So for me, for my sake, Cameroon, Cameroon has no way to go. They are just scared in us for now. This is, let me tell you, Cameroon currently now, it ha- it lacks talents like Samuel Eto'o. They don't have those talents. Lugo Batson. They don't have those talents, right? The players who are now in Cameroon, they are just scaling the world, but they have no guts to win. And I think, like, if you compare them to other other African countries like Morocco, back home here we've seen the Champions League, Confederations Cup, Cove Cup. They have been taken by most clubs in, from Morocco. So these boys are young, the boys are set. But when you look at Cameroon, they are just, they are like here in Uganda. We are just picking on players who are from different places and then we bring them here. Which is very much different from countries like Tunisia and then Morocco. So for me, I think Cameroon is not progressing. And I know, I'm sure they are going to lose that match. Okay, that's a damning assessment by you, Matt. All Cameroonians everywhere can keep this, <laughs> keep those receipts in case they beat Serbia. So Emma, uh, the next game, Ghana. You are a very strong advocate of Ghana. You told me you almost lost your voice watching their game. They play South Korea next with you, Nixon. Uh, how do you think this is going to to, to balance itself out? Um, Ghana, 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 Ghana. 
South Korea. South Korea is a very is a very good team according to what I saw in that Uruguay team in that Uruguay game. In fact, yeah. I, I believe that they would have beaten Uruguay. It's a bit more clinical, but. Uh, <coughs> That game is going to be for me in this group. If uh, if Ghana is to make it out, let them avoid a loss in that yeah, game. They have to win that game. So you think they are uh, winning it? I'm not, I'm not. I cannot say for sure that yeah. they are going to win it, but I I, I feel like they have the potential. But so, they can. They can. Yeah. Emma, you saw the way Ghanaians came back yes. to press Portugal. Yes, they can. They can win. But according to me, that whole group, uh, South Korea is the best. For real? That's, yeah. That's a bold statement. Better than Uruguay. By far. You even yeah, better than Portugal. Yes. Wow. Even better than Portugal. Okay. I tell you why. Okay. I tell please, you why. Please, please. When you watch the football that South Korea played yesterday against Uruguay, you yeah. could say this team, because most of us expected uh, everything will go to Son Young Min. He's the one who plays for Spurs, he's the one who, who is a superstar. But you could see that this team actually has a game plan and they are playing as a team. There's no. There's no one who is the central pivot like you yeah. talked about Ronaldo. Now, when you look at a team like uh, like Portugal, they are they are pivot. It's Ronaldo. And sometimes that kind of play, that kind of mentality can let you down. Yeah. If, yeah. if you are not set. Yeah. That's why I believe South Korea has, as a team, I'm not saying the individual players are the best or what, but as a team, they are playing the best. Because when we move to Uruguay, uh, you realize their game plan is long ball to the wing, cross it. Yes. And in, in this in this in this age of football, really, <laughs> that is not going to work for you to win the World Cup, according to me yes. and my beliefs. So, <clears throat> if Ghana is to make it out of this group, let them avoid even a draw with with what with uh, with South Korea will work for them because I know they can beat Uruguay. All right. Yeah. So you you are speaking about the fact that South Korea has uh, players a team, and it has come to a surprise of quite many people that the AFC, that's the Asian Football uh, Confederation. Confederation been actually playing well this World Cup compared yeah. to the previous. You can see the way South Korea is able to get Japan beat Germany, mm. uh, the way Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. You can find that, and it was quite intriguing that a statement came out from Jose Mourinho, the coach of AFCM. And he said that Europeans have, or the European football has an element of ego towards it. But if you look at South Korea, and he described Son Heung-min as one of the best players that he has ever uh, coached in terms of personality and the way he loves the game. Yeah. And he said that with Asians, it's more of solidarity. So do you think it's modern football and the way that modern football requires you now to do or to win games is more of a team effort than the egoistic sides or like Argentina and star players? Going... <coughs> well, what's your thought, Matt? Me, me, my thought, by the way, yeah, let me tell you, you know, <clears throat> the truth is that even when stars are needed in a club, synergy is the first principle mm. of success. I think we can break synergy into teamwork. Teamwork is the best. Yeah. You know, literature says that uh, if you want to go further, you move alone. But if you want to, to reach places, you have to move with a group. Yeah, being with a star is good because you get motivated and you have at least someone whom you, you put your trust. But when you find some people who are united, you see now you can see our fingers on our hand. One finger can't punch someone. But when you just hold the fingers and then you unite them like this, you just make a bro. That means you can hit someone and then he feels you. That's the teamwork that the Asians are using. You see, you see, even in 19, like in the 1970s, I listened to a panelist called Hassan Badlouzwa, works for Observe. He said that when we went... <laughs> you were there in the 1970s. <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> oh, you listen to archives. No, I, I always read. Uh, listen. But, but it's good to read and listen. Yeah, so they talked about uh, the captain of Ghana. 
yeah. who was captain in Ghana. Remember that by that time Uganda 78 reached the finals yeah. of the AFCON. He said that when the tournament had begun, Uganda was very much underrated. But these boys came, currently now they are old men and some have died, but they came knowing that we are underrated and we are going to get nothing from here. So let us play that because there is a surviving legend called Abenasu say that the coach told them you play so that some good clubs see you and they take you so that's what that's the principle that moved Uganda till the finals so do you think that is the motivation for the Asians you you wait you are going to be surprised yeah i amongst the teams those Saudi Arabia South Korea Japan those small small clubs many teams so they might shock you they might even reach the, the quarter finals okay it might be a shock Let me tell you like yesterday <clears throat> Brazil is the most the most overrated club because it man, sorry 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 for calling it club like a team eh? because it has more skilled players but that is a problem if you have many players who are very good on the field everyone who thinks I'm the god but if you find people who are underrated at a team all of them will say you know what we have nothing to do we are small so let us play as a team and when you see when you see those those play like when you see those guys playing as a team just know something might happen and it will surprise you that happened also in the euros which in the euros 2016 when portugal won many people underrated them and eventually they came and they became champions so speaking of of surprises uh, this world cup has been one of so many shocks andrew the two best okay not the best but you could call it the two of the most two of arguably the most shocks in world cup history have actually come at this tournament Mm-hmm. Uh, Japan defeating Germany. What made it even more interesting was they came from a goal down. Mm-hmm. Uh, same as Saudi Arabia as well. So <laughs> you understand? So uh, if I'm to ask you this question, between the two games, which one surprised you the most? Because these are actually the you know the most shocks in World Cup history. Like no one anticipated them. If you were a betting man, you'd probably now mm. own a house or something. I, I don't know. So what do you think? What do you think? Which game surprised you the most? Yeah. Because Argentina is also, I think it's either the second or I think it's the best team in the world right yeah. now. No, the third ranked best. No, third, third ranked, ranked yeah. yeah. It's not the best team. Brazil, Brazil is the best. Yeah. Brazil is topping. Yeah. So that was a squad. Okay, even before the World Cup started. Who, who, who did not think of Argentina as number one in the world? Me, yeah. have you seen? Me, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't think. Of course, you even me, I didn't think. But they're in the top five. Yeah, yeah. In top five. All of everyone's top five favorites. Me personally, I would take them as the winner of the world. Because the squad they were dominating South America, they were dominating. Yeah, lo- I mean, there were 35 games unbeaten. Yeah, yeah. 35 yeah. games. Yeah. It was impressive. The longest run this year for But any have, team in the world. Forgetting the Frenchmen, man. For any team in the world. <laughs> <laughs> the Frenchmen are the same Frenchmen. So we are looking at that. So for my actually believe that game was a sure because their past statistics were great. But for Germany, I expected it because even last time South Korea gave them and removed them from World Cup. So. Yeah. And they also left in group stages last time. So you think they're also? I'm not really surprised if they leave this year. Oh, so the there, there's a plane waiting for them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know we're going we're going to keep this. We're going to keep all your records. all your own records <laughs> that we have. And before we go, we're going to actually we're going to have a World Cup quiz, a small World Cup quiz. Just I want to always whenever we have these shows, you know, engage our listeners and 
and even the panelists here, we don't have a small World, world Cup quiz. Mm. But uh, stepping forward from that, uh, recently Denis Onyango back home here in Uganda, Denis Onyango uh, came up, uh, him and Nell Special came up with this collaborative project, the Cabo project, where each Nell Special bought uh, 50 shilling goes to the, the Uganda Cranes Fund to help them get to 2026, where the World Cup will be hosted in the United States, uh, Mexico, and Canada. Mm. So, Emma, was this a step in the right direction? How do you think Uganda should? Or how do you think they can actually get to 2026? <laughs> okay, we won't say it was a bad step. It was yeah. a good step. But it's not really what we need, if we are to be honest. Yeah, so what is it that we need yeah. to get to to, to, <laughs> to the Pacific? We, we need a lot. We need a lot to get to World Cup. Uh, one thing I'm happy about is that the next World Cup is having 48 teams. Yeah. Meaning we are going to have more teams from Africa. Eight to be in Texas. Yeah, eight. I think eight, yes. Yeah. So that is going to be a plus. More, 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 more places. So how do we be among those eight? First thing, hey, you're scratching your head. First you? thing I want to talk about so much, <laughs> but uh, the very first thing, Mitchell should not be our coach for those qualifiers. <laughs> yeah, say it <laughs> straight. <laughs> that is the first thing. Mm-hmm. Let's get someone like Desabri. Actually, me, I'm actually I want a Ugandan coach, Ugandan yeah. national team. Yeah. I feel like that is the best for because I don't know. There's that love you have for your country when you're when you're being. Missed. We look I mean, at. I mean, this is actually the first World Cup in history where you have five African coaches coaching. Yes, their, their you coach your team because when you look at Alusise, when you look at uh, you know, this song, like there's that uh, there's that attachment you have. Yeah. Your national team as you coach you know these guys are doing it like Mitchell he's doing this as a job yeah. they're paying him he's getting his money going he doesn't have that you know that attachment yeah it's needed because when 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 we have when we have someone who's Ugandan coaching the Uganda national team I feel like that is the first plus for me yeah. uh we should stop playing negative football of uh, sitting back yeah. and maybe wait for a counter or we send a long ball to a striker in front. No, Masala Uganda. Mm. Yeah. Uganda has a lot of technical players, like people who are good with their feet. Like, let us use these boys. The, the likes of uh, Bobo C, the likes of uh, this man of, of Vipers, you know, Center Moore, the likes of uh, all our players who are who are technically gifted with the ball at their feet. Because me, I feel like that is when we shall start to play. Because me, I feel like when we go to World Cup, I don't want to go and watch World Cup and see Uganda defending, defending, waiting to concede. <laughs> I want us to play. Even if they beat us, let us play. At but, this day, I'll say. So you'd want a scenario where you'd go and play and get uh, beaten seven. It is better than okay. going to watch a boring match, really. At least I want to get up and support and make noise. So the first thing is the coach. It may not be a Ugandan, but not me. Uh, the second thing, the league. The league needs to be a bit more professional. Really. I talked about Tunisia and Morocco earlier. Those leagues are professional. You go there and it's like as if you're playing in Europe. And uh, first to first reach World Cup, we need our players to have that sort of professional mentality. So I uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but that league needs to be better. They need that, all that politics of Magogo and Fufa and people interfering in the league. All those things need to be put off. These things of which yesterday we had an interesting conversation about witchcraft <laughs> in, <laughs> in Ugandan football. <laughs> Such things. But with that conversation, there we go. Even in yeah. African football generally, there's yeah. always that conversation yeah. of, of witchcraft. Someone put a feather in so, the socks. Professionalism. Yeah. Professionalism. Yeah. Very important because we realize our boys we have very good boys here like uh, Alon Okello yeah. and uh, the different boys who we have sent abroad even Abdullah Dumala yeah. the boys go out they've been playing very unprofessional things this side they reach there they find they find uh, teams have schedules teams have routines teams there's where teams organize themselves abroad and they cannot adapt and we see them coming back so we miss out on that skill they would have gained while they're abroad so <clears throat> basically professionalism 
in our league needs to be put put in. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to drive this to you, Matt and, yeah. and, and, and Andrew before we head to the quiz that I have planned for you. Yeah. I'll just a final thoughts on, on the tournament. How how do you think Qatar has done so far? Because there was so much backlash before the tournament began in terms of human rights violations and is it too hot in Qatar? I know I've not been there physically, but just from the state that you see in terms of infrastructure, in terms of what you see and on data, how do you think they've done so far in terms of uh, hosting the World Cup? <laughs> to my sake, before even we go to Qatar, mm. I want to supplement on Emma's... For the sake of time, let's, for the sake of time. Yeah, let's just go to Qatar. Okay, for Qatar is an independent country, so they have to say all the rules and regulations in order for them to save their country. So even when it was Uganda, if we if if we we see if the government sees that Mukono has to at least Mukono is a, a city and we don't need people there, let that be if it is helping the country. So for the Qatar, the, those people from Qatar, the government setting rules and regulations. Although many activists, especially football fans, have been uh, condemning that uh, Qatar is subjecting a lot of regulations are, uh-uh. those those guys are independent and they have the facilities the country by the way most of the people in qatar they are royals they are not peasants like most of the countries elsewhere in the world they are royals so if they say that we don't want this this is what we want we are in their country we have nothing to do that's what we have to do i remember last when covid was still there people were like the scientists were estimating that covid will even be present when world cup comes and then people were saying ah, for us we shall some players were saying for us it's it's optional for you to be vaccinated is it vaccinated so if Qatar is saying no player who hasn't been vaccinated will, up, will approach Qatar and they were saying ah, then that means we shall not be in the world cup that is their country those are their regulations let them rule what they want and your thoughts on Qatar um, i think they have done well yeah. yeah as an african man i think they did well because they were refusing, because you know these European states and North American states, yeah. they are going to come with their old gays and bullshit. Mm. They, they, Language, they, please. <laughs> it's sorry. a family show. Oh, sorry for yeah. that bad statement. It's okay. Um, yeah, they were going to come with all that, you know, human rights for the, yeah, the drinking. And this is a very Islamic state. Yeah. We're not talking about maybe Italy or, yeah. or England or maybe Spain, eh? these other Catholic Protestant states. This is Islamic state. Moreover, they are the ones with the deep Sharia laws. Eh? So you don't expect them to accept alcohol, mm. inappropriate uh, relationships, you know. They are going to follow their rules. They are going to align the World Cup rules with the Sharia laws. If something meets the Sharia law, they take it. If it doesn't meet, they will not take it. And by the way, even Andrew, I think I think this World Cup is too organized yes. mm-hmm. because of those regulations. Very organized. Leave out what happened in Brazil. But m- maybe organized. you could even put it down to the fact that but it's a small country. What helps them? Mm-hmm. And you find that almost all the eight stadiums hosting tournament are quite close to each other. Yeah. So there are instances where you've, you've had people say they have been going to two games a day, which hasn't been like very mm-hmm. common during World Cups yeah. because... They yeah. spread all over the whole nation. Exactly. Because once they're just in one part of the country. I, I think it's a good thing that that all parts all parts of the world have now been able to host yeah. the World Cup. They've really done well. Yeah. So 
kudos to Qatar so far. Anyway, so this is time for a segment where I like, you know, this is where I get excited from as a host, being able to ask you the questions. It's time for the quiz. So who, who wants to go first? This is a World Cup quiz. This is a World Cup discussion. Maybe we would know the rules of the <laughs> Yeah. So I'm going to ask you all one question. Yeah. yeah one question. question. No, no, the same question. <clears throat> Different questions. Basically on history facts of the World Cup. And then, you know, the winner, if you get to answer, then yeah. There is no money on the line. There is no. So it's, it's a friendly, it's a friendly, it's a friendly quiz. Really cool. So I'm about to ask you the first question. Who scored the last goal of the 2010 World Cup? The last goal? Last goal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so easy. Yeah. So I should make it hard. No, no. no that's that's good. It's like you're a friend to Emma. No. no. I've got, okay. Let's make it this way. I've got to ask you questions based on the first Andrew, I want to ask who scored the first goal of the 2014 World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> and then we know of the tournament. A Brazil Croatia. Yeah. Be a Brazilian striker, maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Not sure. <laughs> well, it is going to surprise you, but it was actually a, a Marcelo own goal. Marcelo own yeah. goal. Yeah. Croatia took the lead in that game. So ah, I have one question. Bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to ask you this question. So who scored the last goal for the 2006 World Cup? 2006. That World Cup for France. Yeah. Let me help you out. The last goal was a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> it was in normal time. I think, uh, but uh, I I don't remember the name. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure it wasn't Zidane or Thierry. Some it was actually easy then. It's quite a penalty. Yeah. So, so I think you're all complaining him about an easy question. <laughs> 2010 was the World Cup. Yeah, 2010 was the World Cup. That's when most of the Shakira thing. By the way, by the way, even 2010. That 2010 World Cup is the one which made us to go back YouTube and then we watch what happened in yeah. Italy and I did. But people, it was a good World Cup. Yeah, it is what made Africans you know, you know, I hear, I hear, I hear commentators during these games complaining how how Vuvuzela has made their life mm. their lives miserable back then. But man, me, I like the Vuvuzela. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know. Everyone remember that World Cup because of Rosella and Jabulani. I mean, that was just a fantastic film. So, uh, we have come to the end of the show. Uh, so, I just want to thank you, Emma, Andrew, and Matt, for being able to join me and to have a discussion about the opening round of the World Cup. We shall be back after round two to be able to, to see how our predictions have gone. We said no African team is winning this next leg. Let's uh, let me know that down. To have a draw. Uh, let me note that down. Ghana will have a draw. For Morocco, may I give Morocco? I'm keeping receipts. Morocco, Belgium. Yeah, Morocco, Belgium. Senegal, Qatar. Senegal, 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 Senegal. I'm keeping receipts. I'll remind you after round two. So, Andrew, oh, Senegal, Senegal, yes. Senegal. <laughs> for Cameroon, yeah. yeah. Okay, they have to yeah. Really but really they have anyways, uh, thank you for all our listeners for listening to the Spot Spot. Kudora is uh, subscribe and, and get your episodes wherever you get. Uh, it's powered by UCU Standard and as Mr. Quick Delivery, get your deliveries fast, uh, cheap and affordable. So, I've come to the end of the show. Thank you. Till next time. <laughs>